Welcome to The Future Built Smarter, a podcast in which IMEG engineers discuss innovative and trend-setting building and infrastructure design with architects, owners, and others in the AEC industry. I'm your host, Joe Payne, bringing you another episode in a series of conversations with IMEG's market leaders and directors. My co-host for the series is Steve Rhodes, IMEG Vice President of Market Development and Federal Solutions. Steve, welcome back. Hey, great to be here, Joe. Thank you once again. Today's guest is John Holbert, Vice President of Education here at IMEG, joining us from our headquarters in Illinois. John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you being here. John, to start out with, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience in the education market. Well, sure. I've been with uh, IMEG for the last 29 years uh, and came right out of college. I've had a lot of experience throughout the years in our uh, K-12 and higher education markets. And it's the market that I've kind of uh, been attracted to with the diversity and the the multitude of project types that are out there. It's always been an interest to me and and working with, with the different groups within a school district or a university campus. Can you talk a little bit about how IMEG's subject matter expertise may work with teams at the local level? Part of my job as, you know, the director for the education market is to try to connect some of those subject matter experts with opportunities to some of the local teams that, um, that we can enhance the value of what we can do with the services for that client. So, uh, for instance, it's, if it's a specific science application that somebody in a, another office may have, we may be able to connect that and bring that person in to support that local team uh, to share their experiences and, and insight to help that project be even more successful. So what are some of the biggest challenges that uh, education facilities are, are facing today? From the higher ed aspect, I mean, enrollment competition is always a challenge. We've also got a demographic change that has been talked about for a few years, but you know, actually we're coming up on a time where there's actually fewer uh, age college eligible students that, that are gonna be in the mix. So there's just gonna be fewer eligible people that can even be opportunities for higher ed. Uh, obviously is gonna make the competition more fierce. We're seeing a lot of institutions do things to enhance their position to gain enrollment. You know, housing's a big market that um, is important for students and parents when they go to visit campuses on where they're going to live. You know, are they safe and secure? Universities are spending a lot of money to really focus and highlight those areas. As far as like from the facility side, much like every other industry, they have a resource challenge. So that whether it's with their labor pool to be able to complete deferred maintenance, uh, financial resources are not uh, as flush as they would like them to be, uh, staff retention. And then I think uh, trying to implement and meet some of these campus initiatives or plans that have been maybe dictated to them, but or maybe that the university has you know chosen to go in that path. Those are some challenges now. They they have to figure out how we're going to, you know, align design and construction projects to help meet those uh, criteria as well. What's the one thing that, I mean, is there one thing they can do to, to set their course and for the future and, and what would that be? Well, I think that, I think the biggest thing is 
whether it be higher ed or K-12, is to have a solid plan. Um, before you start building things, tearing down things, renovating things, uh, you know, looking at the big picture, making sure that you know the decisions that you're making today, you probably have limited resources. How does that set you for the long-term goals of that district or campus? And I think uh, we're seeing a lot of emphasis today uh, with many of those groups uh, re-looking at their plan. If it's a campus that's very engaged in design and construction, doing a lot of stuff, they've probably got some well-defined plans and, and criteria they're meeting. But some campuses that haven't built a building in a few years, maybe you know, getting to that point, there's a lot of things that have changed, a lot of things they need to think about. And if they haven't re-looked really at that plan in the last 10 years, it might be wise to, to do that before they embark on you know, that next step. As part of that planning process, John, um, you know, I, I've heard uh, a lot out in the public press about you know, sustainability uh, goals related to uh, public facilities like campuses and K through 12 districts. How's that coming to play in, in the work that you're doing and in the market in general that you see? Especially in the higher ed institutions, uh, sustainability is a, a huge topic. And there's a variety of levels that uh, many of the institutions strive to, to meet. And, uh, you know, we are really trying to be able to get those engineering services discussed earlier and in those planning stages so we can help kind of formulate the direction we're, we're getting into now we're talking about uh, fifth generation district heating uh, planning on how to convert some campuses those are not things that you just try to accomplish when you're adding a building to your list of assets it's that's that's a big picture thinking uh, many higher ed uh, institutions also have plans that they have signed into the administration, a climate action plan or a decarbonization plan or, or some kind of uh, criteria that they are uh, shooting to meet in the future. And facility folks, some of those are very versed in that, and some of them haven't had to deal with it yet. So we're a, a phone call away, and it, it really uh, allows them to use us as a resource to help them maybe start a process or continue a process that's already well underway. And as far as the K-12 side, there are some that are very proactive. Uh, it really, it, it's really going to be a lot on the, on the, the K-12 districts. If that's, that's an important item to them and they've got the support to be able to, you know, fund those, uh, initiatives. John, one of those K-12 projects comes to mind, the recent uh, Net Zero project, Prairie Trails in, in uh, up in the Chicago area. Yeah, uh, that was a renovation project, and uh, our Naperville office uh, led that, uh, I believe that the River Trails School District, and uh, they actually presented that project last year at the National uh, A4LE conference. That project was successful because it had buy-in at all levels. They the administration, the superintendent. That was a commitment that they were adamant they wanted to meet and they, they followed through and, and, and kept fighting to uh, make sure that those weren't compromised out of the project as, as we went through the process. So uh, turned out to be a, a very good project for them. If, if I recall, John, that we, uh, we helped in the, in the monitoring and 
a validation process of that net zero to get them a, a grant, a, a substantial grant as well, correct? Yes, they had to prove, I believe it was one year's worth of information to basically receive the grant. Uh, we were able to do it. And through that monitoring aspect, I think there were opportunities where we were able to enhance and refine things to help them operate their building better and set them on a, on a better course for the future. You know, one item that we hear about too often um, in the news as well uh, is, you know, the security aspect of higher education campuses and, and K-12 facilities. And you're right. And unfortunately, that's a topic that is becoming a, a very popular conversation. Again, talking about planning, uh, we've got the ability and the expertise to be able to be involved in doing vulnerability assessments, threat, you know, threat assessments, gap analysis to existing campuses or districts or existing buildings, or be involved early in the design as you develop a site, you know, lay out new structures or buildings to use the, the SEPTED principles, which is crime prevention through environmental design. So working hand in hand with the design team to utilize you know, the natural vegetation and natural things to influence the security without turning these uh, institution buildings into prison-like windowless structures. We're also seeing a lot more referendums and funding opportunities for planning for safety and security measures. We have helped them put together the things that they, they need to evaluate or think about as a district or campus then then they're able to budget that, break it down into projects, and then be able to execute it in a, in a prioritized way to help them meet those goals. John, what do you see for the future as being big issues or opportunities for the market? Well, I, uh, I don't think our problems with uh, finances, I don't think our labor issues are going to be a, a resolved items that are going to instantly have a conclusion here in the next couple of years. I think that's going to be a battle that everybody's going to continually face. And we see lots and lots of square footage in education that's had many years of deferred maintenance stacked on top of each other. And, um, you know, we're still going into 50 plus year old buildings that have original systems in them. Unfortunately, in some areas, we're coming to a point where they're not left with many options. They either have to do something or they're not going to have facilities to support that. So I think that's a huge opportunity. And I think our role is, you know, how can we help them get to where they need to? And that's by, you know, looking at opportunities for saving money through operations where they met, that may get converted, you know, into dollars they can do other things with and help maybe close the gap on things and, and improve uh, the ability to do that. Uh, every institution, if they haven't already, are likely going to be under some initiative to save energy, to reduce carbon. Uh, many states are going to those plans. So we've got a lot of work to do to help help them get to meet those goals. And I think that's that's going to be big for us. Well, John, thank you very much for joining us today and taking the time out of your busy schedule. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Listeners who'd like to hear other episodes in this series on IMEG market leaders and directors can find all of our episodes at our website. That's imegcorp.com. 
go to our Insights tab, scroll down, and uh, you'll be able to listen to any of the podcasts we've done in the past. We'll be back with another episode in this series. Until then, thanks for listening and take care. <laughs>